When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. So, last time we met up with the Master Shadow Mage near with, and he, and he told us that that in order to undo Morax's mind control, we can, we can use use this great big emerald called the Eye of Agamar. The thing is, it's in a never realm of fire and doom. So I'm just going to pop over there and get it. I suspect, I suspect I won't just be able to ask nicely for it. I suspect I'm going to have to kill a lot of stuff. And also, it's going to be hot. So I begin this scenario called a warm welcome. Begin the scenario. In the cellar of the Candle Grow Inn, you bid farewell to Elaine, Rondor, and Hexalar. The three of them wish you luck and repeatedly tell you they wish they were able to accompany you on what they fear will be no easy mission. If Master Nero seems fit to send you on this task, he must think very highly of you indeed, says Helene. Of course, I didn't need him to give me an opinion. I already held one, one on my own. I pray for your success and your safety, Zoom. Alexar bows and tells you that he and the others will await your return or further instruction to Nerith before moving against Baraxa. I've, I've, no, 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 I've known you only a short time, he says. But I need, I see, need to see nothing more to know that I should trust you with your life. Godspeed to you, friend. Wundor meets you in a shoulder cross and smiles. I fear there is nothing left to tell you, he says. You go with my prayers, and those of every enemy of the dragon. I need not tell you how I wish we could both be were both seated by the fire back at the Silver Crest headquarters. Perhaps again, some day, just perhaps. Keep up your guard, Soup. We'll be waiting for you. Feeling as if the weight of the world has just descended upon your shoulders. Look around at the faces of your three companions one last time before turning and stepping through the flaming arch into the swirling vortex. A sharp cry of, be- of a love behind tells you that all is not white. You turn, even as your bodies began slipping into the crawling grasp of the vortex, your eyes fall upon a sight that leaves you with a deep sense of dread. Another portal is opened in the inn cellar, 
out of which stepped three cloaked figures, their faces concealed in the shadows cast by the dark hoods they wear. The figures throw back their hoods as they advance upon your allies, and your pulse quickens when you recognise the faces of Ilyaskor, Prithen, and Troutok. Elaine shouts something to Woodall, and the two of them leap back as they appear to be summoning some sort of magic which they are targeting Trelock. Raxa draws his sword and moves to intercept Wiscar and Prithian as they rush towards Hidwidral. You struggle to free yourself from the grip of the vortex that is swiftly pulling you into the void, but it's too late. Screaming the names of your companions, you tumble backwards into the darkness and see no more. The void through which you tumble for only a few moments is suddenly replaced by the oppressive heat. Your feet and a grey, smoke filled sky. Realise you will lie on your back, and you quickly regain your feet and begin to survey your new, bleak surroundings. There is no sign of the flame winged portal for which you wish you step to arrive here. But as far as you can see in any direction, the charred, smouldering, rocky landscape leads you to believe that you are indeed in the realm of fire of which Nero spoke. In one direction, a series of boulder-strewn steaming hills stretch out of sight, while directly behind you sits a scorched forest of blackened, smoke-weaved trees. The intense heat that develops you makes it uncomfortable to breathe. You wonder what sort of living thing could hope to survive here for any length of time. Your answer comes almost immediately in the form of a deep grumble and several extremely heavy footfalls. You turn to your left and behold a sight that answers the question you pose to yourself. It makes your blood run cold. Moving up swiftly from your left, emerging from a field of large steaming rocks, is a towering fire giant. The massive black-bearded giant, his body alive with red flames of the eternal fire that characterises his species, carries an enormous hammer over his shoulder. It's what he's dragging along by the tail on the ground behind him, brother. It's particularly unnerving. It's the battered carcass of a sizable red-scaled dragon. The flaming giant bowls deeply upon catching sight of you and laughs. You look lost, he was. Tell me where you're headed and maybe I can help you out. Come on now, let's have it. Now, hmm. Alright, now, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. I'm going to use divination. You sense a strong aura of wickedness surrounding the fire giant. Hmm. Mm, no, I don't want to flee, because, honestly, it's giant, so it could probably chase me easy peasy. I'm going to converse with the giant. You're in a dangerous place, my friend, says the fire giant. It's totally surprisingly friendly. Now, it can't be a permanent range, mind you. Do you let me know where you're going to go? Might, might let you stick with me for a bit. Be safer for you. You tell the giant you're seeking out a great king of fire. He nods. The fire king it is, then. Well, stick with me and I'll see you get to his place. He's been smiling. Promise me you're not up to any tricks. I'll see you straight to the gates of his castle. The giant kneels down and extends his mouth his hand to you in what appears to be a gesture of goodwill. But I know that he has this aura of wickedness around him, so 
this is a trick. And the instant I grab that hand, it's going to slam down on me. Or he's going to bring down his hammer or something. Remain where you are. Something tells you not to approach the fire giant. The giant seems to sense your reluctance and his softened demeanour hardens into a furious scowl. Curses your rises to his feet. Clever bird, he growls. He prepares to stomp in your direction. I'm going to stand my ground and fight the fire giant. So as I say, it's giant. It will be able to chase me easy peasy. The fire giant snarls as he rises up his, raises up his mighty hammer, preparing to grind into the ground the knee-high insect, preparing to fight him. Unfortunately, the knee-high, that knee-high insect in the eyes of a haughty giant, is you. I fight a fire giant. Oh, I should have equipped the giant fell blade. Oh well. The fire giant strikes at you with this massive flaming hammer. The enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 36 damage. Oh, another devastating blow for 33 damage. Stop with the devastating blows already. Okay, I'm going to have to heal in combat now. Alright, okay, hand of healing. Yeah, a bit of healing in combat. Okay, now he is slain. 23 XP. Summon to restoration. The mighty fire giant drops to his knees and teeters back and forth for a moment before finally pitching forward and striking the ground face first. The giant's long, cruel life of wicked deeds is last over. The giant's course bursts into flame in a matter of minutes. And in a matter of minutes, only a small pile of ash remains with the fearsome brute, brute met his gloom. With no desire to linger here any longer, you quickly turn and set off on your way, eager to find out, find what you came here seeking and leave this infernal realm. After a long, after a hot, lengthy trek through a bleak, scorching landscape of low, rocky hills, the ground beneath your feet becomes more level and you find yourself standing on the steep banks the wide wither of molten rock. The burning wither stretches as far as you can see to your right and left, brings you to the realisation you need to somehow cross it to continue on. Continue on you must, rising up behind a series of low jagged hills on the opposite side to deadly flow. It's a towering walled fortress of red stone. I'm guessing that's where the King of Fire is. A long line of crimson flags fluster from the towers and turrets of the imposing stronghold, which appear from this distance to be surrounded by a moat of fire. Your attention returns to the river, and you note for the first time that a large number of broad, shiny black rocks are floating along in the sluggish channel. Believe you might be able to cross the molten river by leaping on the backs of the floating rocks, or... If I had gating at 70 plus, I could use that to just skip this entire river. Or, I could use shadow magic. Ooh, I think this will be my first use of shadow magic. Let's give it a go. Let's see what happened. 30, it succeeded. 32 XP to shadow magic. 
calling upon your power, Shadow Magic. He focused one of the long shadows of a tall rock standing near the edge of the molten wither. A thousand whispers fill your head as the shadow suddenly extends itself to a broad, flattened arc that stretches across the perilous flow. You test the bridge of shadow with one foot, discovering that the solid were made of iron. Wasting no time, you hurry across the product of channeled magic and arrive safely on the far bank here. Thank you, shadows. Thank you, shadows. Always thank the shadows, because, well, honestly, they have their own agenda. And you should always be grateful that they help us, because they don't have to. They're their own thing. Thank you, shadows. From this side of the molten wither, a broad path made up of wide stone slabs leads off in the direction of the smoking, flaming gold fortress that sinisterly dominates the landscape. The longest of the shadows that extend from the lofty towers of the mighty castle splash across your toe even at this great distance. You're about to take your first step along the road when a clattering to your left abruptly changed your plans. You turn in the direction of the sound and are aghast to behold a group of twelve men in suits of crimson armour advancing upon you in, t- in rigid formation. Each of the men wields a bronze-tipped spear and carries a sturdy metal shield that bears the same emblem that has been emblazoned onto their shining breastplates. The red spider, its body weaved in flame, the map flanking each end of the advanced advancing column. The men flanking each end of the advancing column carry standards that also bear the mark. You are guilty of trespass in the realm of Ujusu the Exalted, announces one of the armoured men in an unfriendly tone. Your sentence is death. Oh dear, that's... That's... That's not... That, we're not off to a very good start, are we? Hmm. For some reason, yeah, I think my... My ask very nicely plan is even less likely to work. Instead, my plan is probably going to have to be just fight everyone. (laughs) Yes. Mm. That finishes this scenario for 256 experience to general. Alright, on to the next part. The Court of the Spider King. Oh dear. Hey, spiders. Okay, here's the wee cap. These guys turn up. They sentence me to death. Which is quite mean, really. Come on, come on, next page, please. Despite the overwhelming odds, you're about to assume a defensive stance against the advancing armoured men when you spot two more columns of equal number approaching from the direction of the towering flaming gold fortress. Realise at last that to resist these warriors would undoubtedly be a deadly mistake. Retaining as much dignity as possible, you raise your hands and calmly sweat at them, hoping that the ploy will buy you time to plot your next move. Perhaps get you closer to that which you came here seeking, the Eye of Argonor. 
wise decision, Outlander. There's one of the men moving up and binding your, your hands behind your your back in a set of iron manticles. Well, just so the exalted will look kindly upon your submission. It may well lessen your suffering. You will march at a rapid pace and hug a wide stone woes towards the flaming fortress, and at near exhaustion from the heat by the time you cross the titanic iron drawbridge that spans a triple moat of molten rock. Hmm. Lava moat? Three lava moats? I got this weird... I have this weird feeling that who just saw the exalted is a bad guy. Oh no! <laughs> just the healing. I mean, he might just have overly vigorous soldiers. Maybe he's actually a friend. Maybe he's a big, fluffy, friendly guy who, who, once I explain why I need that eye, will gladly give it out. Yes, yes. But honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. Because honestly, in adventure, when it, you you never act. You never set off on an epic quest to retrieve the item. And then someone says, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, well, let's see, okay. Uh, can I have some references? Okay, yeah, that checks out, okay. Uh, uh, the King of Scrogland, Arch, Arch Wizard, Arch Wizard Zampadoop. Ooh, the, oh, the Grand Master of the Order of the Third Flame. Okay, you've got, you've got some, okay, okay, I respect those. Yep, yep, nope, no, I stand by those. Yeah, okay, okay, your references check out. Here you go. I'll just sign in out in this book. Okay, return it in two weeks, please. Okay, we better do it in time. I mean, if you need more, you get, you have to tap. If you're going to need it for longer than that, tell me now. So I can book it, so you can book it for longer. Just remember, there'll be a small fee for that. Because a lot of people are looking. A lot of people want this, want this incredibly valuable mystical artifact, and you know I've got to pay guards and mystical wards and, and put and put a tracking spell on it because you won't believe how many bad people people try to take it. Yeah, you understand? Yes, it's a small fee. You know, just uh, two hundred fifty gold. Oh, what? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, of course you can earn that in one battle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But here you go. All right. Yeah. And here's the here's the special carry box to put it in. Yeah. I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll just cast a little spell on it to 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 link it to you, so that no one else can take it. Okay. Yep. Here you go. Off you go. One legendary artifact. That doesn't happen. Yes, but I have a feeling, as I said before, Gusu is a bad guy. Practically a supervillain. In the Outer Bailey, you are met by two black-armoured guards. Those breastplates still bear the flaming spider insignia. You are taken through a series of four gates into the main hall. Well, at least there's not a skull on their armour, because then we would be sure these are bad guys. Now I'm just highly suspicious. Oh yeah, and they sentenced me to death. That that's a big clue too. The cavernous chamber which serves as the main hall of the fortress is lined on either side of 
large arches through which a flaming inferno can be seen. The far end of the hall, surrounded by hundreds of armoured warriors, much like those that brought you here, is a large raised plinth. The plinth is engraved with many strange symbols. The din of conversation that fills the hall, coupled with the war of fire, the weight is dust and the nearly intolerable temp temperature is almost more than you can bear. You are shoved roughly from behind by your captors, and forced to move through the crowded hall towards the plinth. Bathed in sweat and near to collapse, you are within ten yards of the waystone platform, when an immediate and eerie silence falls over the hall. The canophony of, of voices ceases, ceases, leaving only the war of fire to assail your ears. The terrifying reason for the sudden quiet climbs slowly over the edge of the plinth, one leg at a time. Right, well, who is it? Who, who, who is, what's coming? What is coming? Okay, a massive red, red spider, each of its eight crimson legs, twice as long as your own body, pulls, a, pulls its bulbous form. Onto the way's plinth. Immediately all within the hall fall to their knees. You are roughly forced into a kneeling position. But after only, only a few moments you are hoisted back onto your feet. As all who are present rise. Behold! Cries a black armoured warrior standing to the left of the plinth. The powerful and worshipped Ulajusul the exalted. Keeper of the wastes of seven fires. And defender of the firehold will decide the fate of the lawless outlander whose soils are whelmed. Silence hangs heavily over the thronged hall. The hideous spider leans over the edge of the plinth and peers down at you with bulging black eyes. You to whelm come, but are but unwanted. Ah, bah, but unwanted is his order so as flowing white spickle exercites from around his powerful mandibles. You fight must fires of champion for death! Barely able to comprehend the erratic, almost nonsensical dialogue of the fearsome Spider King, you merely nod in response, hoping some display of humility will help you while you remain at the whim of the gruesome tyrant. Flames three! Flames three! Warzel just so wearing up on six of his legs while waving his four, two foremost limbs wildly. Flames three! Worship! <laughs> Everyone in the hall immediately drops to their knees. You are again forced down, and a few moments later are pulled back up when all have risen. You attempt to address Uldrassel, telling him that you have come seeking the eye of Argon. But your voice goes unheard above the din that chokes the chamber. The two black-armoured guards who have remained with you shove you roughly forward through a, through a mass of warriors that crowd the hall until you are at what appears to be the centre of the vast chamber. There you are made to stand, in, stand on a square of red stone and the guards step back. Luck be with you, outlander. Sneers one of the guards as he falls back several yards with the rest of the crowd. 
Your first instinct is to rush into action, sensing you've been placed in a position of danger. Before you can act, however, four walls of flame spring up around you, within 20 yards on either side, encasing you in a perfect square of fire. Flames three! Flames three! Roars the voice of Joshua above the crackle of fires that surround you. A terrifying realisation of just what is meant by Flames 3 slowly takes form before you. The fire-weave silhouettes of three sword-wielding sawyers stand before you, about ten yards from where you stand. The three warriors of flame remain lotionless for several seconds, until the one in the middle strides towards you, his fiery blade poised to strike you down. You steal yourself for for a fight to the finish against the three champions of the Spider King. I fight the first Spider Guard, the first Fire Guardian of the Spider King. Alright, the fire, the fire Guardian slashes at you with this flaming sword. Yeah, I think this guy likes fire. Uh, fight some more. Keep on, keep on fighting, keep on fighting. I think this is almost, it's almost down, almost down. It is slain. 21 XP. With a loud howl, the fire garden shimmers brightly and vanishes. The second blazing wire rushes at you for a brief instant as you prepare to meet your enemy's charge. You believe you can hear the bellowing of Vodrasu above the wall of fire that surrounds you. Alright, and... Alright, the second fire guardian now. I fight it. I fight it hard, I fast. I don't know what's going to happen if I defeat these three. I don't think he's going to start liking me then. Maybe he'll just have all the army attack at once. Maybe he'll throw me in a dungeon. Maybe he'll just send more challenges at me. The fire guardian slashes at you with his flaming sword. Be silent, computer. Alright, nearly done, nearly done. Slain. This fire guardian is now slain for 38 XP. With a loud howl, your flaming foe shimmers and vanishes. The third guardian, his blade of frame almost as broad as your torso, rushes forward and attacks. It's a third fire guardian. Another, and the final one. Unless, of course, he decides, actually, flame seven! Flame seven! Fire Guardian slashes at you with his flaming sword. You are engulfed by the flames of your enemy's attack for 27 damage. I don't like that. I don't like being engulfed by flames. Flames are hot. They hurt. But I don't like being in pain. Uh, what's coming? And... Slain. 
71 XP. The walls of flame vanish as the third fire garden is sent down to defeat. The deathly silence falls over the hall, and the warriors that throng the chamber set back as a path is cleared. A path that leads you to the plinth. With the big old spider on it. Now I would just stab it, but there's this army around, so it's probably not the smart thing to do. Also, I don't know where the eye is. The great spider king roars and roars back on his six legs, waving his two foremost limbs around wildly, as if in answer to his bellowing, the two black-armoured warriors appear. We appear and force you along the path that's open through the crowd, but you are standing directly before the way's plinth. Ugrashwa spares down, down at you over the edge of the plinth, his mandibles grinding together as a steady stream of yellow ooze and white foam spills from beneath them. I seek you, wish I, or wish I, drop below, fine, drop, 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 was the mighty spider. Much to your surprise, one of the guards behind you removes your mandibles, the, removes the mandicles, manacles that bind your, your wrists and shows you even closer to the plinth. You're about to make your best attempt at addressing Aldrusso, exalted, when suddenly the floor beneath your feet gives way and you plummet feet first into the darkness. The last thing you see before total darkness engulfs you is the hideous, fanged face of Aldrusso staring down at you from far above. Oh dear, oh dear, what's happening here? So I've been thrown into into a pit or a dungeon or something. All right. What well, the next part is the eye of Argonor. So presumably the eye is in wherever I've been thrown. It's got to worry about getting the eye and then getting out again. Yes. Oh yeah, and not dying in the process. So, next up is the Eye of Argonor. Begin the scenario. Here's a recap. You just, you've just heard that, so you don't need to, I don't need to read that. And now, the adventure continues. With bone-jarring force, you land flat on your back, striking what feels like a cold slab of stone. Okay, I've lost four stamina points. No problem there. Injured, but thankful to be alive, you stagger to your feet and use your trusted light source to illuminate your surroundings. Discover that you're standing at the edge of the end of a broad passage that extends out of sight to the east. Walls on all sides climb up out of sight, disappearing, disappearing into deep gloom about ten feet above your head. Suddenly, the sound of scuttling fills the passage, and your pulse races as three large brown spiders, each the size of a small bear, scurrying to view at the edge of light. You easily position yourself to only have to face them one at a time, and without amount of moment to spare, you are set upon by the first of the first of the vicious arachnids. All right then. Okay, so. Taming this spider and riding it around looks like that option is closed. Oh, uh, well. 
With no chance for flight, you steel yourself for a brutal fight to the finish against a hideous giant brown arachnid. It's a large brown spider. Hideous spider attacks you with powerful mandibles. Pain wrecks your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins for 14 damage and is slain. 9 XP. The second of the three spiders rushes forward and attacks. The, hi the hideous spider attacks you with its powerful mandibles. Alright, keep fighting. Ooh, venom. Got the venom in me again. 9 XP. The third of the three spiders springs forward and attacks. Ooh, the hideous spider attacks you with its powerful mandibles. 8 damage. Pain whacks your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins for 16 damage. Stop damaging me! Oh, another. The Venom does 9 damage now. And 5 damage from the Venom. And it is slain. 9 XP. The last of the three spiders toppled over and lies on moving on the floor. You step back from its gruesome remains and wipe the sweat from your brow. Before you even had a chance to examine your surroundings, the cruel voice of Aldrusel works from somewhere else of the darkness overhead. You peer upward, trying to catch a glimpse of the fearsome Spider King, but the walls disappear into the impenetrable gloom almost ten feet over your head. Mayan, Mayan made you! Mayan made you! I find yours survive! Die, wicked! Die, wicked! Augustal voice, roaring voice fades, leading, leaving you in silence in the dark corridor. Standing in the very spot in which you landed on Drussel's labyrinth, the remains of the three spies you slew still litter the passage here, adding to the overall grim appearance of your unpleasant surroundings. Okay, the corridor goes east. Let's do a quick heal now. Yeah, good. I'm healed. Your footfalls echo eerily on the smooth, tiled surface of the labyrinth's wide corridors. There is no visible ceiling as the walls climb into shadow far above your head. You can't help but feel your every move is watched by unseen eyes. I mean, what's the point of having a labyrinth if you can't see people struggling and getting lost in it? Yeah? You are so... Hello! Hello up there! Hello, Augustine. Oh, we're having fun because I'm not. The a loud groan startles you, and the floor of the passage shakes. You turn to your left and right, and a horrified discover two iron walls, previously flush with the stone wall of the corridor, are swiftly closing in, protruding from the two walls are dozens of barbed stingers, the very sort of stingers that would belong to a large spider. You must act quickly if you don't survive this deadly snare. So, if I had... I, there are the options of destruction, telekinesis, fortification, gating, or conjuration. Well, that's a pretty rare appearance. The only one I can actually use is fortification. Or I could just jump out of the way, but fortification it is. It succeeded. 64 experienced the fortification. The barbed stingers protruding from the iron walls snap and splinter 
as they are crushed against the potential magical power you've summoned. After several moments, the walls retreat. They slide back until they are once again flush the stone wall of the passage and do not move again. Okay, now I want... Do you think he got those stingers by killing spiders and putting their stingers in the wall? I mean, that would be mean. Admittedly, that had been bad spiders, but still. Alright, another... I'm going south now. Another thing turning up. A strange white glow looms out of the shadows ahead. And immediately halt in the pack middle of the passage you attempt to discern what is your approaching. Forced to discover hundreds of small glowing white spiders are scuttling on scuttling along the corridor towards you. Just as you're wondering what sort of devil he now confronts you. The voice of Godrashal shatters the silence from somewhere far overhead. Die step! Die step! Touch gun! Godrashal's roaring voice fades, but you are left with the impression after attempting to interpret his gibberish, that touching or stepping on the tiny white spiders will result in some catastrophic and likely unpleasant events. So, I guess petting them is off the table. With this in mind, your mind races. You attempt to come up with a way to avoid the approaching swarm of white spiders that stretches across the entire breadth of the passage. So, I could use four. I could use fortific. There's a few skills here. There's telekinesis, elementalism, fortification, gating, shadow magic. Or retreat back to the north and think of something else. Or just carefully step through it. Hmm. I'm going to use shadow magic. Succeeded for 64 XP. Strange whispers fill your head as long shadows sliver off the walls of the corridor and gently slip beneath the encroaching swarm of glowing white spiders. The shadows bend upwards, forming a gradual arc that passes over your head and then slopes down to again meet the passage several yards behind you. You watch in amazement as the spiders move along the bridge of shadow as if it were made of stone. Eee, and none of them get stepped on. You exhale sharply and lean against the wall to steady yourself to trying an extremely perilous ordeal. He will spice his only feet, however. The, for, the la, for the harsh voice of Augustu from somewhere in the darkness overhead suddenly shatters the silence. Gone! Through be! Through be all! Last not! Last not! As the spies of King's voice fades, you want to prepare. Once again, prepare to set off along the passage. Okay, let's see. Okay, I'll make my way west and south again. I'm directly south of where I started. There's another question. There's another thing to the south. In the mid, the passage you've been you've been following ends abruptly. Out, out of the walls of the east protrudes a block of grey stone, which extends three wooden levers. Each lever is carved the likeness of the spindly leg of a large spider. The 
base of the wall to the south, flush with the west of the floor, is a broad square, broad square of black stone. On the wall below the levers is a bronze plaque. Though barely tar badly tarnished, the engraved words on the plaque are still legible. It appears to be some sort of verse. Contemplation leaves little doubt. It was composed by Ujusu himself. Reads as follows: From the mist of three, white up, white up, white and up not, clear made way. He believed that the strange verse on the plaque, which borders on glim, which borders on on gibberish, somehow relates to the operation of the three wooden levers. You look over the current state of the levers. Okay, hmm. I'm going to pull. Alright, but all three levers are down right now. Time to solve this puzzle. Okay, uh, I'm going to pull the middle lever up. Come up, come up. Pull up the lever in the middle. Pull up the lever on the right. Step onto the Blackstone Square. The moment you step onto the Blackstone Square, you realise that something is dreadfully wrong. The sound of scuttling from the passage behind makes your blood run cold. You spin around to find two large brown spirals moving swiftly on the corridor towards you. It's if you position yourself to face the horrid creatures one at a time. Okay, here's a large brown spider. Here's another one. The hideous spider attacks you with its powerful mandibles. Okay, the second and last spider shudders and collapses to the floor of the passage. Remain on guard for several moments in case another fierce creature suddenly appears. When it turns... When it seems no more encounters ornament, you once again turn your attention to the three levers. Okay, I'm going to pull them all down again. Okay, let's see. White. White up. Okay, white and left. Up. Oh, okay, okay, what's happening? Uh, the internet got went out for a bit just then. Alright, I'm going to pull the white and the left ones up. Step onto the Blackstone Square. Yes! 16 XP to General. The instant you step onto the Blackstone Square, the wide slab sinks several inches to the floor, and a swirling black portal opens against the south wall. I've no choice but to step into the portal, because the eye isn't in this part of the chamber, so I have to go elsewhere, and just hope that Urasu hasn't realised he could put the, uh, put the other portal over a lake of lava or something and just, just get rid of me. Step into the portal. You step into the swirling black portal and emerge less than a second later 
in a completely different section of the corridor. The portal closes immediately, leaving only a solid wall behind you. Okay, now in the southwest corner, corner of the dungeon, it's a pretty big dungeon, you're standing in the spot, in the spot in the passage where you emerge from the portal you opened by manipulating three levers. Behind you to the north is a solid wall. There is no longer any sign of the portal by which you arrived in this section of the corridor. Okay, going south. Exactly, I mean, the very corner of the southwest bit. Something to the east. Your progress along the corridor comes to an immediate halt as a terrifying sight looms out of the darkness ahead. A massive red spider, its torso engulfed in wild, leaping orange flames, scuttles into view and stalks, begins stalking towards you along the passage. Piers this bare side arachnid believes it has discovered its next meal. Hold your ground and fight the flaming spider. This, the aggressive flaming spider appears all too willing to engage you. The fierce, bare-sized awakening scuttles swiftly along the passage towards you and attacks. I fight a massive fire spider. The large fire spider bites at you with its flaming jaws. Oh, come on, that's just too much. A spider? Is it also fire? You're engulfed by the flames of your enemy's attack for six damage. And another attack for 9 damage, 22 XP. The fire spider disintegrates into a cloud of ash that settles to form an inch-thick blank blanket of fine black dust covering this section of the corridor. Thankful to have survived the deadly creature, you check over your equipment and spend a few moments catching your breath before once again setting off along the passage. Okay. Ooh, there's coming up to a T T point to the east. And there's something at the intersection. A broad junction square of white stone is set into the floor in the middle of this junction. A lengthy verse has been carved into the stone in a crude fashion. Piers is another of Ugrushu's creations, but despite its apparent lack of coherence, you are certain. It contains clues that would be vital to your survival in these deathly halls. The verse reads as follows. Eyes three false, not west. West, turn east. East, turn west. Eyes three and turns two for flames west. You're puzzling over this strange voice when you prepare to once again set off on your way. Alright, I'm gonna get three somethings. An eerie shuffling sound fills the passage, preceding the arrival of the most unwelcome sight. A large brown cider, spider, perhaps as large as a small bear, scurries into view. The hideous arachnid roars up on two of its legs, then rushes forward and attacks a large brown spider. Hideous spider attacks you with its powerful mandibles. Slain your foes. 5 XP. You step back from the carcass of the slain spider and check over your equipment. To take you a few moments to catch your breath, you once again set off along the path.
passage. Okay, there's some, something to the east. The large stone idol. Idol of a hideous spider dominates this small alcove. Set in the middle of the spider's head, glittering in the pool of light, is a large ruby. You immediately sense that a powerful anti-magic field surrounds the spider statue, making it impossible to attempt to use any magic upon it. Attempt to remove the eye from the idol. Realise it will take great effort to remove the ruby from the socket that secures it to the head of the spider statue. You also realise, by fidgeting with the gem, you wish the possibility, setting off a trap that might well have been put in place to guard it. Bearing this in mind, you step up to the edge of the pedestal and set about trying to remove the spider's sparkling eye. Pick a number. Bonus of 90. 20 from agility, 19 from luck, 17 from arcania, 17 from law, and 17 from thievery. Okay, picking a number now. 120. 16 XP to general. After struggling for several minutes, you managed to pry the ruby free from the socket and the head of the spider statue that held it fast. You stare down in wonder at the sizable gem now resting in the palm of your hand. Without warning, the ruby suddenly burst into flame and vanished. You were somewhat surprised to discover that the stone idol also disappeared. Okay, was that a real one or a fake one? Okay, got a bit of healing first. Okay, I'm going. There's another T section. I'm going to go north. All right, something. Oh, is another large brown spider? Fight! 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 Slain. Five XP. The, la the large stone idol of a hideous spider dominates this small alcove. Set into the middle of the spider's head, glittering a pool of light, is a large ruby. You innate innately sense that a powerful magic field surrounds the spider statue, making it impossible to attempt to use any magic upon it. Okay, I'm going to remove the eye. Realise it will take great effort to remove to remove the ruby from the socket that secures it to the head of the spider statue. You also realise that by fidgeting with the gem, you wish the possibility of setting off a trap that might have been put in place to guard it. Bearing this in mind, you step up to the, onto the edge of the pedestal and set about trying to remove the spider's stars. Sparkling eye. Pick a number. The same bonus as last time. 16 XP to gem. After struggling for several minutes, you managed to pry the ruby free from the socket on the head of the spider statue that held it fast. You stare down in wonder at the sizable gem now resting in the palm of your hand. Without warning, the ruby suddenly bursts into flames and vanishes. You are somewhat surprised to learn that the stone idol has also disappeared. Okay, that's two of them got. Alright, making my way... To, I'm in the middle of this section. Okay, you're going east, going south, south again. There's something to the west now. Oh, it's, it's another one of those idols. Can't use magic. True the eye. You realise it will take great effort to remove the ruby from the socket 
secures it to the head of the spider statue. You also realise that by fidgeting with the gem, you risk the possibility of setting off a trap that might have been put in place to guard it. Bearing this in mind, you step up to the edge of the pedestal and set about trying to remove the spider's sparkling eye. Okay, pick a number, same bonus as before, that's 90. Pick the number, success, 131 XP. 16 XP to general. After struggling for several minutes, you manage to pry the ruby free from the socket on the head of the spider section to hold it fast. You stare down in wonder at the sizable gem now resting in the palm of your hands. Without warning, the ruby flame suddenly bursts into flames and vanishes. You're somewhat surprised to discover the stone idol has also disappeared. Are you really that surprised? I mean, okay, the first might have been surprising. The second one, almost expected, but this one? Oh, well. Okay, there's something to the east. A broad stone art stretches across the passage at this juncture. Many intricate engravings of spiders cover the ornate structure. Past the arch, the passage continues to the east. As you approach the arch, it suddenly fills with flame, forcing you to retreat from what was almost complete immolation. From a safer distance, you study the arch for some time, wondering how you might get past this new and deadly obstacle. Okay. So those are the flames. Those are the flames I need to solve the puzzle to get past. Okay, going to north. And now it goes off to an eastern and a western passage. Okay, I'm going to the western alcove. The small alcove off the main passage contains a large dial set into the set into the centre of the floor. Around the edge of the dial engrave the words east. North, east, south and west. An ornate iron hand attached to the middle of the dial appears to be capable of pointing to any one of the four directions indicated. Now let's see, this is the west one, so it goes east, and it goes south, and this is the east one, I'll point it, here's another alcove, same as the same dial as the last one. Alright, point west. Okay, hopefully I can get through that fire now, because otherwise I'm going to have to twiddle some more dials. A broad stone arch stretches across the passage at this juncture. Many intricate engravings of spiders cover the ornate structure. Past the arch, the passage continues to the east. As you approach the arch, it fills with the thin grey smoke. Despite the unpleasant odour of the smoke, you're certain you can pass through it without harm. You take a deep breath and step through the smoke. Okay, I solved that puzzle. Your progress along the passage is brought to an abrupt halt with your sudden appearance of a shadowy figure moving along the wall to the east. The figure turns and you are relieved to find yourself once again meeting the gaze of Nerith, the master of shadow magic. Nerith appears weak. His hands tremble and his voice wavers as he speaks. Yearn he has brought himself to appear before you out of a sense of dire urgency. Your mind and skills serve you well, 
to have made it this far in this terrible place, he says, gasping audibly as he speaks. But there remains one final ch challenge. I fear, no. Yes, I know that it will prove to be the greatest yet. The eye of Argonar is nearly at hand. He listens intently as Nero speaks. He tells you that south of here you will find a wand that you need to reach chamber in which the west of the ob in which west the object of your quest. You have been watched all this while, he says. The eyes of that vicious creature that calls itself king have never strayed from you. Its vile bulk lurks close by even now. Somewhere over our heads watching us with the hungry eyes with which it would leer at any insect it suddenly found itself stuck in its web. These pasties are its web, and it will get what little pleasure it takes, and it gets what little pleasure it takes from its woeful existence by watching its prey struggle, struggle to the heart of it. Yet it is here, Zoop, the heart of these horns, when you covet that which your eyes, eyes will hold, that you must not relax your guard. It is there and then, you will be at the greatest peril, the mercy of a beast and cruel and ravenous as it is mindless. Nearest words fill you with a deep sense of dread. The thought of encountering your Jusu, the mighty spider king, in some dark corner of the labyrinth of, labyrinth of passages invokes an indescribable fear, even to one who is indeed no stranger to peril. Go now, says Nearest. Begins to motion the shadows against the wall and fades into view. I will save what strength I have left, and if I can aid you. Nero vanishes in mid sentence, leaving no trace of himself behind. You wait for a few minutes, hoping that he will reappear, but he does not resolve to set off on your way without further delay. Okay, to the west is something. It must be that. That thing, the small room you've stepped on, set into the wide corridor, is all is empty save for an odd sight of its centre, which your eyes were immediately drawn. Hovering in the middle of the room, three feet off the floor, the thin iron wand. Realising this is obviously the wand to which Nereth alluded, you reach out to take the instrument, only to have your hand repelled by a powerful and visible force. Stepping back, you cast the glow of a dependable light source about the room, carefully searching for any means that might allow you to lay your hands on the wand. Nope, I'm just going to use shadow magic. Six, it succeeded. 64 XP to shadow magic. A chorus of barely audible whispers fill your head. The shadows of this small chamber go to work, eager to answer their master's call. Long, spindly fingers of deep shadow peel the subs away from the wall and sliver across the floor till they fall across the floating wand. You watch in silent amazement as the shadows take hold of the wand and swiftly place it in the palm of your hand. Elation quickly turns into dismay as the wand, upon making contact with your flesh, melts into a small pool of shadow in your palm and rapidly disappears. Ooh! Stamina points are fully restored. It is with you. It is with you, echoes a particularly sinister whisper in your head. Fear not, for with you it shall remain. The whispering voice falls silent and does not speak again. 
puzzled by this strange turn of events. More eager than ever, more eager than ever to complete your mission and leave this world once and for all. You turn and prepare to exit the womb. Okay, I've got the one, so... Alright, I'm going north. I'm on the eastern side of this dungeon now. There's something to the north. You arrive at a dead end at the passage. After a careful examination of each of the three walls, you determine there is no course but to turn back the way you came. You've taken three steps south along the corner when something unexpected and quite astonishing takes you by surprise. The shadow wands you retrieved only a short while ago, which had promptly dissolved into a pool of shadow and vanished, appears and hovers before you. Moving on its own, the strange object traces a tall arc on the, onto the wall to the wall to the north. The precise moment has completed the shape, a dark tunnel exists. An impassable wall stood only moments ago. The wand again disappears, and throwing caution to the wind, you step quickly into and move through the tunnel. You emerge from the tunnel after a few moments and find yourself in another part of the corridor. You're standing in the spot in the passage where you emerge from the tunnel created by the shadow wand. Behind you to the south is a solid wall. There is no longer any sign of the dark tunnel created by the shadow wand that allowed you to enter this stretch of the corridor. Ahead of you to the north, the passage extends out of sight into the gloom. Okay, making my way to the northeast corner. Alright, there's something to the west. Alright, pretty much exactly at the northern. Travelling along the northern side, there's something to the west. It's in the middle of the northern side of this dungeon. What could it be? I can only assume it's the eye himself. And. Presumably, Augustus himself, too. The passage broadens and opens into a wide, square chamber. On eight columns climb the walls in eight places, stretching up out of sight overhead, to where you can only assume they meet a distant ceiling. The size of a womb is bathed in an orange glow from above. It distinctively draws your eyes in that direction. There, twenty feet above the floor, floats a crackling spear of fire. And it's sent in its centre, almost concealed by the flames, is a small dark shape. A sudden glint of green from within the spear sends your heart racing. You realise that you are standing beneath the fabled emblem that is the object of your quest, the Eye of Arnganor. Finally, as, as, as you stand studying the flaming spear, Wondering how you attempt to retrieve the eye, a strange, unsettling sound from above reaches your ears. Moments later, the source of the noise is made plain, as a hideous form of Augustal, the Spider King, swiftly descends into the chamber, dangling at the edge of a long, thick, dripping strand of web. You quickly shift your attention to this new and immediate peril. Oh, hello, Augustal! So, so anyway, uh, did I did I win the prize? I I mean, I solved your dungeon, so I get the prize, right? I get to get the eye of Agamar. I mean, those those are the walls, right? I saw I survived the dungeon. I get the prize. That's the walls. 
I hope I don't, I hope I don't just get, I hope I don't just end up with the Dungeons of a Wolves Gusu Home Edition. Because that sucks. Or even worse, the Flamity Flame checkbook and pen. Yeah, or it probably is just going to try to kill me. Revolting Spider King lures himself rapidly onto the chamber. When all eight of his spindly legs have touched the floor, he severs the sticky strand of web that bore his tremendous weight. Ograshal glares at you for several moments, before at last his mandibles begin to move, and a deluge of white and yellow spittle oozes from between them as he begins to speak. Last end you! Last end you! Gone for hope! Vile! He wars as he squares himself up at you, even at his current distance of fifteen yards. See, human, last try I! Thousand world heroes! All I seek have left is all! The massive spider stretches open its maw from which escapes a sickling, gurgling sound, accompanied by a nauseating stench that quickly fills the chamber. The hideous creature suddenly vomits a large heap of ooze and slime onto the, onto the floor in front of him. In the midst of the fetid pile lies a pile of bones, no doubt from the last victim devoured by the great spider, to whom he just attempted to elude. With that, Odasu creeps begins to creep across the chamber towards you, realise the time has come to at last face the horrid beast. So, I've got some things I could do. Now, the options that are there are Shadow Magic, Illusion, Gating, Necromancy, Thievery, and Archery. But the only ones I can use right now are Shadow Magic and Necromancy. Hmm, I'm going to give Necromancy a go. It succeeded for 64 XP to Necromancy. Calling upon your power of necromancy, you will succeed in reanimating the bones or Russell just vomited. Covered with the slime of the Spider King's inards, the recently slain hero, who also came here seeking the eye, picks up his short blade and defiantly rises to his feet. Before Russell can react, the sword wielding skeleton strikes him a devastating blow. The great spider quickly counters, however, smashing the undead warrior into pieces with three savage swipes of its powerful legs. Wounded and seething with rage, the fearsome spider turns towards you. With a despising display of agility, the massive spider crouches down and springs into the air, lending several yards back from where he stood only a second ago. The vile creature arches its back, and a strange sound immediately echoes off the walls of the chamber. Suddenly, become aware of something sailing through the chamber and turn your gaze towards the ceiling, dropping down upon you at alarming weight. Weight of descent is a wide, sticky web. Oh no! You stare upward, momentarily frozen in horror, as the wide, sticky st- web drops rapidly upon you. So, there are six options shadow magic, telekinesis, fortification, or destruction. I can use all. I can't use destruction. I'm going to use shadow magic. So it succeeded for 32 experience to shadow magic. 
rather long shadows against against the wall to your left peels away from the damp stone, go and arcs over you, forming a dark net that catches the web hurled by the Spider King. The shadowy web quickly retreats, taking with it the rapidly dissolving web. Ograsu bellows angrily and rears up on his two back legs as his remaining six limbs flail about wildly. Die good forever, he roars. So he died, right? <laughs> Agasso grumbles as he moves cautiously towards you, his cool eyes intently watching your every move. Suddenly, the shadow wand you, you retrieve materialises in the palm of your hand. The cold iron wand bolts, melts into a pool of shadow and leaps out of your hand, hurtling with tremendous speed towards the shadow. Approaching Spider Queen, a split second before it strikes its target, the shadow transforms into a silhouette of an arrow. Ograsso bellows in agony as the shadow arrow tears into his bulbous torso, splitting a large amount of the pungent black blood from, which, from the substantial wound it opened. Now, curiously enough, spiders have blue blood. But admitting that spiders in our world, so. He's, he's huge, and he's from another dimension, and he's probably magic, and he's huge. <laughs> so, his blood can be whatever the colour he wants. A sound from behind startles him, the sight of whatever it is garners. Ugasso's full attention, already wary. You turn to discover the source of the Spider King's fear. What could it be? What could it be? Nereth, the master of shadow magic. Stands on the threshold of the chamber, his glare fixed on Ogasu, his hands weaving a strange pass in the air. We haven't come this far to be thwarted by a giant butt, he sneers, his voice far stronger and more sinister than you have ever heard it. Every shadow in the womb springs to life, and in unison they swarm to the hand of their summoner. Nerith mutters something you can't make out, and thrusts his hand in the direction of the Spider King. A storm of shadows hurtles across the womb towards Ogasu, causing the hideous creature to recoil in terror. The shadows surge across as the shadows surge across the chamber, they morph into spinning silhouettes of countless bladed weapons. The great spider wars in agony as the shadowy forms wash over him, whipping into his flesh as if they were edged with sharpened steel. Severely wounded, but still alive! Orgastro stalks across the chamber towards you and Nirith, hissing loudly with each ragged breath as he draw, draws into his cavernous lungs. Die, you forever! Die, you gone! Die, you now! Gone! He roars, his powerful mandibles, dancing quietly across the lower half of his half-shattered face as he stutters across the floor. You turn to gaze at Nero, hoping he can summon another magical attack. But to dismay, you find he's began to fade from view. He smiles at you grimly, and you sense he is very weak. Finish that thing, he sneers, his voice barely above a whisper. And at the very instant, he vanishes, leaving you alone in the path of the wampaging Spider King. Oh, dude, this guy is tough. I mean, here's what, so far, he's been... Attacked, he's been attacked by that 
he's attacked, attacked by the skeleton hero. He's been shot by an arrow. He's been assailed by about 50 weapons. About 50 floating magical shadow weapons. And he's still coming! Okay, I bravely battled. Or just begin the combat. Alright. Oh gosh, your war! This is strikes it with his long barb stinger. Ooh, pain wax your body as the famine of your enemy courses through your veins. I do, I do, I suffer eight damage from that. Okay. Oh, another venom attack. Keep, keep, keep fighting him. He is tough. Even after all of that he's taking, he survived 15 rounds against someone who is who only requires a 3-plus roll against him. He is tough. Honestly, if you hadn't done all that stuff to him first, I think he'd have whooped my ass. Pain whacks your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins. For five damage. Now he is slain. Goodbye, Augustu. I hate you, but I also respect you. 72 XP. Augustu's savage, bellowing death cry shakes the walls of the chamber as his retound, punctured, and leaking corpse collapses to the floor. Thick, Pungent black blood oozes from the wounds that riddle his hideous corso. A torrent of, of, ye of yellow foam billows out from beneath his slack mandibles and pools beneath his shattered head. The stench animating from the corpse of the slain Spider King is almost overwhelming. You cover your nose and close your eyes and begin to step back through moving mound, moving mound of oozing flesh that oddly enough already appears to have begun decomposing. Suddenly, you spot something lying on the floor. The shadow puddle of Augustus' blood. You step closer to it. Krakofa discovered it's a black stone wing. Now, fortunately, I know this, I know at the end of this scenario, I'll be healing at the end of it, so I can take some risks, like picking up this black stone wing. You reach down and pick up the black stone wing almost at once. A horrifying, terrifying sensation grips you. You break out in a cold sweat as a series of violent shudders run through you. I've lost 162 standover points, leaving with dust one. I'm just going to do a bit of healing. Yeah. A chorus of whispers fills your head and the wing melts into a small pool of shadow in your hand. The shadow slivers off your hand and melts with the shadow. Melts with the shadow of your white leg. Okay, that's so, so two thousand and forty-eight experience to shadow magic. Whew, that's a lot. Above the din of whispers now echoing through your mind, you're almost certain you can make out the faint voice and hear it. However, the hushed voices quickly fade, leaving you once again the lonely silence before the swiftly walking carcass of the great spider king. Why is he rotting so quickly? 
Was he like really, really ill or something? Okay, 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 come, okay, come on. You glance about the chamber, searching for any side near it, but it seems he has not reappeared. Realizing, however, the success of your mission, and indeed the very fate of the kingdom, rests upon your acquisition, the Eye of Argonor. You immediately turn your attention to the suspended firing case gem. Much to your surprise, the Eye begins to descend into the chamber. Alright, that was something. Looks like I win the grand prize. <laughs> You watch in fascination as the fire-encased emerald, the Isle of Argamor, continues its slow and steady descent, continues to slink through the air till it is just about head high. As you approach the fabled gem, taking care not to get too close to the fire that surrounds it, your eyes are drawn to a broad facet on its glossy surface. An unsettling image is taking shape. One by one, the major cities of Tosa flash across the surface of the Emerald. Much to your horror, black flags fly from the turrets and towers within, and dark banners lay draped over the outer walls. The image changes, and you find yourself staring at five masked men, standing up the sides of a great black-scale dragon on the ground before the five men. Kneels a grey-haired man, pleading for mercy. Your pulse quickens when you recognise the kneeling man to be King Wenwold. His crown, cloven in half, lies at his knees. The scene on the surface of the gem changes, this time to one of war. An army of black armoured soldiers march over, over a high mountain pass, while in the sky above them roars a massive black-winged dragon. The standard bearers at the hedge of the long, long column of warriors hold aloft fluttering black flags. The images fade and you suddenly become aware of Nereth, standing just off to your right, his slight form barely visible amidst the shadows that surround him. Alright. Come on, come on, come on. Take it, says Nereth, his voice suddenly. Faint, because the recent ordeal has severely weakened him. Do not hesitate, Zoop. Take the eye. Hesitating, heeding his words, your own instinct, you reach out and take hold of the floating emerald. As your eyes clo close around the magnificent gem, a sudden calm washes over you. I have the eye of Argonor. At long last, I have it. View. This large, sparkling emerald is the fabled Eye of Argonor. It's a powerful artifact with the ability to spell even the most potent mind-altering magic. You're about to place the eye, your eye safely in amongst your belongings when Nereth cautions you against it. The weapon, weapon to fight Moraxa's treachery is now yours to wield. You must keep it at hand and you must never relinquish it. Even should such defiance cost you a life, all of the dragon's best laid plans will crumble before the eye, or and his deadly veils of deception will be pierced by the light of its truth. It's now your greatest weapon, and it is our only hope. 
Now it tells you that you must return at once with the eye. You're quite dismayed to discover you will not be going back with you. The portal I will open so much of the strength I has le have left, he says, his voice growing fainter. You must return and reunite with Wundu and the others. You now hold the means to tear down Boraxa's schemes, and your companions will have wise counsel for you. Together you must surely prevail, despite what wickedness the dragon has left to hurl your way. Nirith is about to begin summoning the magic to open the portal, the return you to the cellar of the inn from which you departed, when telling about the attack you witnessed on Wundu and the others. Then you return to power. There can be no doubt, he says. Keep the eye in hand and be on your guard. I'll do what I can. You can no longer rely on me for counsel or aid. I do not presently have the strength for such labours. Farewell, Zoop. I surely hope we might meet again some day. The Master of Shadow Magic waves his hand, and the flaming portal, dentals to, to the one by which you entered this well, appears against the wall. Nero steps back out of the glow of the fire-wind portal and seems to melt into the shadows in the core of the chamber without looking in his direction again and tightly clutching the eye of Argamore. You take a deep breath and proceed into the swirling black vortex. The world about you goes black. For what seems like to be an eternity, you tumble through a fathomless black void, your eyes securely closed around the eye and your mind racing wondering what awaits you in the cellar of the candle glow in. You play that you are not already too late. Suddenly, the yellow glow of a lighted, la lighted lantern stabs through the darkness and you find yourself stepping out of the portal, once again setting foot in the cellar of the inn. At the very spot, spot from which you previously exited, the bright flare portal behind you closes. Still somewhat gazed on the passage through the portal, you step slowly forward, your eyes scanning the dimly lit cellar for any sign of your companions. In your mind, you vigorously recall your last sighting of them as you stumbled into, tumbled into the portal to him under attack from Treok, Iskadar and Prithim. You are, account, you are recounting their horrified looks, the horrified looks on their faces, when you stumble over something lying on the floor. You quickly regain your balance and turn your gaze to your feet, where your eyes fall upon a sight that simultaneously fills you with anger and horror. Stretched across the cold stone hole, tiled floor that is in, silent and moving, is the face down body of a lane. That finishes this scenario for 512. XP to general. Oh dear. I just hope. I just have to go forwards. The next scenario is a light in the dark. Where, where we find out what monsters, what monsters, baddies, and Abominations and shadows, and probably Trelock and Prithrin and Iskadar, and maybe even the, the dragon himself have got into that inn. And hopefully, I'll get to use this Eye of Argamar 
and turns and turns some enemies back into allies. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.